to what we, we might say it, but do we have the faith to truly believe it? We say a lot of things that we don't believe. I, I was looking in this word this morning. Turn with me in Matthew chapter 27 and verse number 42. And notice what he said. He saved others. Notice this. Himself he cannot save. Are you with me? If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. Well, I've read in the Bible where the Bible said that even though one rose from the dead, they will not believe. Even though one rose from the dead. And they're saying, oh, if he'll come down off the cross, we'll believe it. My Lord, up until this point, how many had he healed? How many blind people had got their sight back? Did you notice the scripture that I read to you said men and them? That's plural. Wasn't just one person, it was many. And I thought about as God was healing through Jesus Christ, his hands laying upon the sick and the afflicted and they were being healed and sight was given back. How many dead did he raise? And they still haven't believed to this point. So why would they believe just because he would come down from the cross? I thought, Lord, what will I believe you for? Right? Lord, what would I truly believe you for? You say, well, preacher, if you had to believe in the faith, why'd your daddy pass away? It's appointed unto man wants to die. After that, the judgment. You don't know your hour. I don't know your hour. I don't even know my own hour. It may be today. Maybe before I finish this message, I'll meet the Lord. But I thought about, Lord, we have the right and the ability to have faith in believing for a lot of things, and yet we don't do it. How many believe today God is able to heal? Say amen. How many believe that God will heal? How many believe that God has healed? Now, how many believe it for yourself? You say, preacher, you mean that's all it revolves around is my faith? Well, no, it's two parts. You can ask for things that God don't want you to have. Amen. Listen, your sickness may be for His glory. Amen. Your sickness may be for His glory. You understand today that if, if you understand anything about Jesus, as they looked upon this blind guy, He'd been sitting there 30 some years blind and they were asking who had sinned, him or his parents. And the Lord said it was so that God would be glorified. And the sight came back to him. See, he, had, he was blind for all of those years for that one moment when Jesus would come by and bring healing and the world could see the power in his hand. I wonder how many left there wondering, unbelief. About the same amount comes to church every week and leaves unbelieving. They see it, but they still don't believe it. You see people getting saved, 
Hey, they said that about me. I'll just pick on me today. Why, he didn't get saved. He, that won't last two weeks. He's just putting on a front a day or two. He'll be back drinking and cussing and carousing before a couple weeks is up. You just wait and see. I can hear their voice. Amen. So what will we believe God for today? I thought about as I read this scripture here that God had given us an opportunity, amen, that we as his people could believe. He saved others. See, they're admitting it. He saved others. Himself, now notice what he's saying. Himself, he cannot save They're saying, well, he saved others, but the limit stopped there. He can't save himself. But if he can save himself, we will believe. Let me help you today. He saved himself. He gave up the ghost. He picked up his life. He came back to earth. Amen. He walked among us after his death, and we still don't believe. I mean, he was down by the seashore and fed his men, and some of them didn't believe. Is that the Lord? Ain't that the way we put it a lot of times? What would it take for you to believe in Christ today for your salvation? He said, saved others, but he cannot save himself. Notice this. If he be the king of Israel. Hello? If he be the king of Israel, is he your king today? See, there was doubt there. If he is the king, he ought to have the power, right? But see, what we didn't understand was he was dying for us, not himself. Said, let him now come down from the cross. I'll tell you something, friend. That's a trick of the devil right there. The devil was saying, well, if he's got power, get him down from that cross. And if he comes down from that cross, it won't help you and I one iota. And the devil was trying to eliminate the future people being saved. If he saved himself, you and I'd still be lost. If he had us come down from that cross and walked away from that show, you and I'd be in a heap of trouble today. We could not save ourselves. Because he did not save himself, you and I can be saved today. Do you believe that with your whole heart? Then if you do, you're to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Mark chapter number one. <coughs> Mark chapter number one. Verse 15. And saying, the time is full. And the kingdom of God is at a hand. Repent ye and go to church. Pay your tithes. Go be baptized. Sing a song. Wear a cross around your neck. Dress good. Get a haircut. You can do all of those things and still be lost. I mean, you can join the church. <laughs> I want to go just a little further. You can hold an office. You can preach from the pulpit and still be lost. Amen. No, he said, and believe the gospel. How many of us truly believe the gospel today? 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. You know we're in a land of the perishing today. My father's death ought to remind us of that, that we are perishing from this life. Amen. It's appointed unto man wants to die. It's appointed unto you and I. He said our days are numbered. Let it be 120 years. Most of us won't make it that much. Amen. But one thing for sure, I truly believe we'll stand before God one of these days and give an account for every deed done in our body, whether good or evil. And I believe that with my whole heart. And I'll just tell you, I believe it so much that I try my best to do what this book says, to live right. Amen. To be right, not to put on an act. Amen. I don't want to act like a Christian. I want to be a Christian. And a true born again bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Christian, hey, he'll make some mistakes. He'll come short. He'll even sin. But in all of that, he will repent and turn back to God. That's a true born again Christian. There's a bunch of us needs to repent because we know we've sinned and come short of the glory of God. We know that. And yet we have not repented. I believe today that God's looking down on his children, on America, on the world and saying, Oh my God, what a shame that my son had to die for that crowd. In Mark chapter number 9, verse number 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now let me tell you something today. We've been praying for my dad to get healed. He got healed. He got total healing. He'll never have another pain in this world. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. God had his days numbered. God was tired of seeing his old body just waste away. You know God created our bodies to live forever. And sin came in the garden. And when sin came in, death came in. Our bodies began to die the moment that we're born. I thought about as I read this scripture... He said, canst believe? Thou canst believe. Can you? Can you truly believe? Listen, if you truly believe it, you ought to be doing it. You ought to be living it. Stay with me. Don't let me lose you. (coughs) Are you there? Verse 42 there and 9. Are you there? And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, Now this is not the unbelievers. It is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. I want to tell you something. He ain't just talking about children. He's talking about all believers. Are you with me? And who shall offend? Boy, I'll tell you what. America has offended God to the uttermost. I want to go just a little deeper. There's a lot of churches offending God today 
with the services that they're holding in the Father's name. Oh, they're claiming that they're right with God and they're the ungodliest crowd in the neighborhood by their actions and their lifestyle. You can have a building, you can put church on it, that don't make it church. Church is the people inside and how they are living. I mean, can you believe that today? That what's going on? Listen, uh, 40 years ago, you could have never convinced me of what would be happening today. No, I'd have never believed it 40 years ago. I could not fathom 40 years ago the things that are happening right now in the name of Jesus as a church. Amen. And I wonder how many of us have contributed. We were talking about it last night at the movie and this morning. The reason they're not more gospel movies, the Christians don't watch them. If Christians watched them, they'd have enough money to make the next one. You want to know why? Oh God, help me right now, Jesus. You want to know why most of the stores around got beer and liquor in them anymore? It's because we shopped at them. If we'd have took a stand a long time ago, that's the reason everything in the world's open on Sunday now. We didn't take a stand way back then. When I was a boy, there wasn't nothing open on Sunday. You better get it on Saturday or you didn't get it. Amen. We had to make sure we were driving here to Madison County to Mama's mother and we had to make sure we had guys because we knew from here over to Madison County there wasn't nothing be open. And we made provision. But the church set back. Now Sunday's just another day. People are mowing their grass, going golfing, they're going fishing. You know why? Because they don't believe what the Word of God says. There is coming a judgment day for the church. There is coming a judgment day for you and I. And listen, if you don't believe that, friend, you're in a heap of trouble already. There is coming a judgment day. Say amen. I want you to see something else here in uh, Mark chapter 9 and verse number 42 that we just read to you. I want you to see that God's hand is protecting us. God was saying to the world, listen, you offend one of my little ones. You offend one of my little ones. How many of you have been ridiculed because you're a Christian? Oh, I've been ridiculed because I'm a holy roller. We were told just yesterday that you couldn't go to heaven unless you had a suit and tie on. You want to know what people believe? Go around people and you'll find out. Oh, I believe this, I believe that. Show it to me in the Word of God. They know where in the Word of God. Uh, by the way, they didn't even have a tie back then. No, you mean that whole crowd until ties came along went to hell. That's a bunch of hogwash, ain't it? But that's what some folks believe. I wonder today what you truly believe. Do you believe that God's hand is protecting you? Do you believe God's hand is always available? Do you believe his power is given to you and I? The word of God said he gave us power to become the sons of God. You don't believe that, huh? 
Well, I just wonder what you do believe. Let me skip over here just a moment and I'll read something to you. Then we're going to go right back to where we were. Are you with me in, in Third John? Chapter number one, he said, The elders unto the well-beloved, who I love in the truth, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospers. God wants that for you. He said, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in thy truth. Are you with me? I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. No greater joy. You believe he gave you power to become the sons of God? I sure do. Amen. Are you with me since we're there in John? I turn back, if you will, to 1 John. Are you with me there? That which was in, in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness, show unto you, notice this, that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. You know there's a crowd out there today believe when you die, you're just dead. That's it, it's over. Boy, are they going to get a rude awakening when their eyes are closed and dead. You say, preacher, can you prove to me? <clears throat> Listen, I can't prove to you nothing. It'll just be your belief. But let me give you a couple examples. Vernon Powell's daddy was dying right down here at Bridgewater. He got down beside his bed and began to pray, Vernon's mother said, and said all of a sudden he looked up and said, Jesus, and fell over. The last thing he said and the last thing he was looking at was Jesus. My dad's own brother, Uncle Don, woke up. And when he was dying, he said, well, there's Mama. His mother had been dead over 20 years. And then he said, there's Jesus and left this world. Uncle Jim Crane said, Joe, can you hear that beautiful music? Joe said, no, Jim, I can't hear. He said, Joe, can you see them beautiful people done his hand like that and left this world? What was he seeing? He was seeing across that river. He was seeing the hand of mercy. He was seeing the hand of grace. Hey, I'm glad that I believe today that that same hand will come for me one day and I'll cross over and I won't be by myself. His hand, his mercy, his grace will be with me because I believe today. What about you? How many examples do you need? Not many years ago, we got a request for a man down towards Lincoln. Said he's in a coma and he's probably going to die. And this was the woman's request. 
said pray that God let him wake up five minutes that somebody can tell him about Jesus. One of my preacher brothers, that pastor down in that area was the one that called me. He said pray, I'm going. So he went over there with the assumption the man was in a coma and all he'd be able to do was pray over him and hope that God had mercy. When he got there, when in the room, the man was sitting up on side of the bed. And he went back out, looked at the name tag. Thought he was in the wrong room. Went back in there and called the man's name. He said, yeah, that's me. He said, well, God sent me your way today to tell you about his darling son. And that old boy got saved right there on the side of his bed. Hallelujah to God. Hey, a miracle that he woke up to start with. But another miracle that the gospel came to him. And he received the gospel. And he believed. And he died the same day. Tell me, we don't serve a merciful God. What will you believe him for today? Do you believe he's able to save you? Do you believe he's able to keep you? Do you believe he loves you enough that he wants you to be saved? He wants you to be in heaven with him? Do you believe that in John chapter number 5? The gospel of John chapter number 5 and verse number 47. The word of God said, But if you believe not his writing, how shall you believe my words? If you don't believe this book, how are you going to believe what I'm preaching? Because this is God in written form. And he was made flesh and dwelled among us. I'm asking you right now, what will you believe God for today? For your life. You know, there's a lot of avenues that we need to explore just right quickly. We need to look where are we with God. And can and will God restore me if I'm backslidden, cold and different on God? What do you believe this morning? Another thing I want you to look at, do you believe where you are right now is where God really wants you? Or do you believe God wants you to move up that ladder today? See, it's all about what you believe. Because if you don't believe it, you'll never do it. If you don't believe the Holy Ghost of God is speaking to your heart, you'll never come to this altar. If you don't believe God wants the best for you, then you'll never seek His will for your life. He died that you could have true life, a loving Caring God that wants to know every aspect of your life and wants to be in it. What will you believe him for? Well, I believe it. I need some money. Is that all you're going to believe him for? I mean, if he sent you a million dollars, how far away from God would that take you? It sure wouldn't bring you closer to God. No, you'd have to run from God to spend that million. First of all, you wouldn't want to give God $100,000 in tithes. I'm telling you the truth, ain't I? And you want to run and spend that whole million before God got his 100000 
And then when that million was gone, you'd run back to the church. Oh, God, I need some help. I'm in a mess. Go look at those that win millions and see how many of them ended up in prison. How many ended up bankrupt? How many ended up dead? Because God gave them money. I don't want money. I want God today. I want God in my life so rich and so real. I won't depend on money. I'll lean upon his everlasting hand and know that he is my provider. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God that can and will provide for his children. I believe that today. Do you believe God will provide? If you do, where's your praise for it? John chapter number 1, back up, verse number 12. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Do you believe on his name? Do you really? Do you really believe him? If you really believe it, turn back to Matthew chapter number 13. God is wanting to do something here this morning for this crowd. He'll do exactly what you let him do. Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 15. The word of God said, For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. You done it, right? Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them. And to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Are you getting that? You and I have seen a lot. Here's your sign. How much more has God got to do to convince you to believe? What would it take for God's merciful hand to touch you for you to truly believe? Are you with me? Say amen. But I wonder. I wonder. Do you believe God can heal and will heal? Do you believe he can heal and will heal you? And if he doesn't, what then? Will you use it for his glory? What do you really believe today? Let me back up just a little bit and say, I believe God gave his only begotten son to die for me. I truly believe that. I believe that so much that I try my best. Now let me help you. My best ain't nothing but filthy rags. My best ain't nothing but filthy rags. But he still loves me. He still wants me. 
He still cares for me. He hadn't dropped me off into the pits of hell. But he's kept me here. So I believe he loves me today. Even though I'm just a dust bucket that he breathed the breath of life in. I believe that he wants me to prosper. I believe he wants me to be in good health. I believe that with all my soul. Or he would never have made us in his image to be forever. And sin came in and robbed us of forever. And because sin had robbed us of forever, he sent his son to die for us. To put us back in right standing with him. I believe that this morning that God loved me that much that he was willing to give his only begotten son to die for me and redeem me and cover me by the blood. I believe Jesus taught me to love each other while he was here. I believe that with all my heart. I believe he taught me to love his enemy, my enemies. And believe me, if they're my enemies, they're his enemy. I believe that. I believe God wants me to be able to walk around with my head up that it's not a shame to be a Christian. Amen. It's not a plague. It's not a disease. But it's a joy unspeakable and full of glory to be able to raise your hands and say, My Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I believe that's an honor today. I believe it's double honor today that God entrusted unto me the word of God that I might stand and preach the word. That's a double honor to me today. I believe God loves us so much that he wants you to be a part of this family. Amen. This family right here, Charity Mission Free Will Baptist Church under the arms of the Almighty God. I believe that with all my heart that God has you right here for a purpose today that you might understand how you are needed in the family of God and God is saying unto you, dig in deep right where you're at and hold on because the storm is coming and only those that's built upon the rock will withstand the storm. I'm trying to help you get ready in your belief department today. So what will you believe him for? If you don't believe me, do you believe the book? Do you believe Jesus? I mean, if you don't believe nothing I've said today, have you read enough of the book that you can find your own way to the cross? How much have you truly hid in your heart? that you might not sin against God. So church, what do we believe today? What truly do we believe today? Well, let me speak as the head of the church today. I believe God. I believe God. I believe He gave His darling Son. I believe that. I believe He came of a virgin. I truly believe that. I believe God is able. Somebody help him. I believe God is able through his son to meet your needs today. I believe that with my heart today. 
What do you truly believe today that God wants for your life today? Let us stand.